Well, Miss Jackson, it is Monday, which means it's time for Chin Check, baby. So we are going to be looking back at yo. You know what I mean? Ortega, zombie, and everything that went down in those fights, kid. So, if you want to reflect, you know what I mean? Sit back and let's get to it. What? Oh man, so Sunday's NFL games, whoa, we had some friggin', man, we had some great games, right? I mean, Titans, Texans, how insane was that? Like, the crazy thing was, Titans started, you know what I mean? You thought that that game was gonna be a breeze. But, whoa, what that turned into, Texans, they came at it, man. They really did. You know what I mean? Like, I felt bad for them. But, gotta say, their tackling, their tackling was a trope. You mean, they they just let off too many big games with their, their craziness, right? But god damn it, that was a good game. Man, Eagles Ravens 2. <laughs> oh shit. That was um Yeah. That yo from from way the way that started, you know what I mean? Ravens were all over it. But just that huge fourth quarter from the Eagles. Man, that got hairy. You know what I mean? That got hairy at the end. But, yo. You know what I mean? And there was a lot of games like that. Right? So, um, Falcons friggin' Vikings. You know what I mean? The Falcons were just... First two quarters looked great. But then in that third... The Vikings started to come back. Started to come back. But, you know, even though they had a big fourth, it was just, they just couldn't stop the Falcons. That was it, man. So, they, you know, I mean, Falcons were just slow and steady all the way through that shit. Which, uh, you know what I mean? Kept them doing their thing. Oh, Matt. Colts Bengals. <laughs> oh, shit. How crazy. Colts Bengals. That game, man. That was just... Woo! That was crazy. It, it, it was insane. You know, it, it was their start, right? The Bengals had an insane start. Then um, the Colts came back to make it a fire first half. <laughs> but, and 
I just I don't know. I thought the Bengals might get it done, right? But that last interception, oh, that was brutal. That last interception was so fucking brutal, man. But yeah, a fun game, a fun fucking game. You know, um, Detroit, Detroit. Whoa, they've been looking good. Well, I mean, Detroit. They've looked. They, you know, they've had good moments in games, right? They've had good moments, but then they've just kind of ugh, fucked it up. But they ran a train on Jacksonville. They really did. Oh man, Jackson. The Jacksonville. They're walking bow leg today. <laughs> Yo, Chicago were able to get it done. Hey, I have to say though, Bridgewater, he continues. <coughs> oh, shit. Bridgewater continues to uh, look super impressive. You know what I mean? Continues to look super impressive. Uh, interception with two minutes to go, though. That was the nail in the coffin for, uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the Panthers, man. It really was. But uh, another fun game. Ooh, the Patriots-Broncos. I have to say, right, that game was just about the Patriots' defense because the Broncos, you'd have thought they would really just, they were going to take over. But, you know, when you're just forced to kick all those field goals, Gary, you know, when that was the game, <laughs> oh, man, you have to give it up for the, you know what I mean, New England's defense. But, damn. Ugh. You know what I mean? That was a mess. That was a fucking mess. Man, the, Miami. A shutout game. 24 to nil. That was, yeah. That was impressive. Miami really, oh man, they really stepped their shit up. You know what I mean? I, with such a performance, man, you'd think they'd be better than free and free. But, fuck. But Jets have not won a game. Have not won a game. That is... Whoo! That's some brutal shit, man. Really is. Oh, 49ers. That, you know what? They just stayed consistent in that game. You mean? They stayed consistent in that game. Like, Rams, they had chances. You know what I mean? The Rams definitely had chances... But, yeah, they were just a bit flim-flammy, you know? Just a little bit flim-flammy. Boy. Oh, what other games have we got? Okay. Buccaneers Packers. <laughs> the Gronk has finally landed. Whoa. You know what? Yeah, he, 
motherfucker was impressive in that game. You know what I mean? Gronk really did his thing. I just think, right, because the, the Packers started 10 nothing. You know what I mean? But it was that second fucking quarter. 28 points for the Buccaneers. That was it. You know what I mean? That, that was signed, sealed, delivered right there. Really was, man. Oh, shit. Um, whoa, who have we missed? Steelers. Oh, da da damn. They are, oh, they were just killer. Woo, straight up killers, man. Steelers look good. Claypool, ah, he did his thing again. Gary, Steelers just looked impressive. You, know I mean? you can see why they're five and friggin' oh, right? You can see that shit. Oh man. And um You know what? Hey, I've gotta say, I have got to say, I I was you know I, mean? I was surprised with the uh Washington. You know? I was surprised by Washington. They they showed a bit more metal in that game, you know, which hey is a good thing because fuck, but yo that was just close. That was so fucking close. It was just irritating, you know what I mean? But goddamn. But I think that it was a better game, right? Definitely a better situation. Still not great, but hey, well, you know what I mean? <laughs> ah, it is a lot better than um, what we had been doing. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, ooh, who have we... Mm, I think... Oh, no, I think we got Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. I don't think we spoke Pokemon. Hmm. Alright, we're going to do it again if we have done it. I don't think we did, but fuck. You read, like, that game, you know what I mean? I really thought Ravens were just walking away with it. You know what I mean? Walking away. Go in, you know what I mean? The, the first half, they were up 17. You know what I mean? 17 to nothing. But fuck, they nearly shit the bed in the fourth. They really did. You know what I mean? Letting the Eagles score 22 in the fourth. Da da damn. You know? It's kind of crazy, but just enough to get it done. So, yeah. Yeah. That 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 was uh, that was a thing in that game, but whoo, man! Like, hey, every week is um, we're getting some real fire games, you know, real fire games. So, um, hey, it's just to see, it's the uh, what we got the Chiefs and Bills, and uh, then the Cowboys cards. 
So uh, yeah, we'll see how those we'll see how those games go down, man. We'll see how those games go down. But yeah, good week. Another good week in the NFL. Okay, so UFC on ESPN plus thirty-eight. Ortega v Korean Zombie is now done. We had 11 fights and goddamn people. We had some crazy shit, right? And I know, listen, I say it each week, right? We had some crazy shit. Oh my God, there were some great fights. But people, there really were. You know what I mean? The main fight, just on its own, that was something different, right? That did not go how everyone thought it might. The, the co-main, again, that was just the way that went down. God damn. And we saw some cats just really put a stamp on their shit. So, uh, yeah, this was fun, people. This really was a fun fight card. We had uh, John Gooden, you know. Dan Hardy and Daniel Cormier on the table with Joe Martinez, you know, announcing the fights. So, 11 fights on the card, and it all started off with Mark Siegel against Saeed Numamedov, right? And, um, yeah, you know, Siegel... He had been on the card before, but he had to, you know, pull out because of COVID. So, um, it, it was good to, uh, you know, get him in there making his debut, you know, finally able to make his debut. And, hey, gotta say, right, he came out, he was pressing forward, you know, um, now, Namamegov was, he was countering well with punches and kicks, but Stiegel, he didn't look faced, right? He looked confident. Um, now, the, the problem is confidence, you know what I mean? Sometimes can get you into trouble. And so as Siegel was pressing forward, um, you know, Namamegov, he counters with a Big left, you know, just as Siegel was throwing a kick, Siegel's stunned, right? He's stunned. Numamegov just pressures him. Siegel goes down. Numamegov just follows up with shots. The ref calls it. It is done, right? Less than a minute. It was early, man, that was a, whew, that was a crazy-ass fight, people, that really was a crazy-ass fight, and, um, you know, I think it kind of showed Numeregov, like, what we were expecting to see, right, so, uh, hey, the bantamweight division is just on fire right now, so, can he do something? We'll see. You know, it'll be interesting to see who they 
put him up against in his next fight. But then we jump up to the light heavyweight division. And we had got Gadzamuradov and Taligov against Maxim Grisham. So the interesting thing with this fight is they both train together, right? So I think that's why this fight started off real tentative. You know, both, neither wanted to, you know what I mean, just jump in there. They're both looking for openings, right? Um, and I think the big thing about this fight, Antaligov was really winging shots. You know, really trying to land a big shot. And Grisham, he's down the middle, you know? So, Antaligov would come forward in some flurries, winging. And he landed a few, right? But I think Grisham, with the tighter style, he's able to counter. And he was getting off a knee up the middle a good few times. So I'd say the first round was close. But Grisham had been able to stun Antaligov um, with his combinations. Right, and that was a thing Grisham would put together some real solid combinations. Second round, though, this was a 180. They came out a lot quicker. And Taligov, you know, he's pushing forward and he was looking. You know, you got the sense that he maybe wanted to get the fight out the first, and he felt that. Grisham could get tired because he was really pushing a pace going for some spinning attacks not able to really land a spinning back kick and elbow but he was going for it for sure um he got a couple of takedowns on Grisham but not really able to like do a crazy amount with them you know, the first one he was hunting for a rear naked, but yeah, he didn't really get off a lot of damage while he was in that position, right? Um, now, the thing was, right, so Antaligov goes for a takedown towards the end of the first, sorry, end of the second, and, um, you know, Grisham was able to use the momentum get on top, and he is, whoo, landing some ground and pound, you know what I mean, he's dropping elbows, it's getting crazy, you know, somehow Antaligov is able to get up, which, hey, that's impressive, right, and um, he landed a good right hand, but Grisham, he was countering well, and, um, you know, hitting the body, right? He he really went after the body. Um, getting Antaligov on the fence, which was, you know, he's cue to come with an onslaught. He's going to the head, the body, and you can see that he has stunned Antaligov. And the thing is, Antaligov just... 
yeah, just wanted to shell up on the fence. And he's just getting lit up. Now, not all the shots are getting through. But the fact that Antaliga was clearly stunned and just not doing anything. You know, because, yeah, he, he not all the shots were getting through, but a good few of them were. And Antaligov didn't seem to have any answers. So the ref, boom, jumps in, stops the fight. That is it, people. It's all over. So big win for Grisham, man. You know, finally got his UFC run up and going. Right, so um, that took us to the lightweight division. So we had uh, Jamie Malarkey against Fariz Ziam. And um, yeah, this was a, you know, this was a decent fight, right? So I think Ziam, he was, you know, coming with kicks, right? Coming with, you know, leg kicks. Just take away um, Malaki's base, which is always a good look. Malaki, he did catch some kicks. And you were thinking, oh, I wonder. You know, that was a big, after last week, right? And you always see it. Someone pulls off some great move. And then you see people trying, you know what I mean? Trying to duplicate. It doesn't, it never really goes that well, but you see it, and um, that was a big thing this week, it's like, oh, how many people are going to be trying that spinning, uh, jumping back kick, uh, you know, Ferries did not, <laughs> he didn't, but yeah, you know, Malaki caught the kick, able to get the takedown, right, but, but, you know, Ziam, he, he was able to sweep and get on top, right? Got off some ground and pound, which was, uh, yeah, impressive, you know? He tried for a guillotine, didn't get it. Um, but, yeah, it, it showed skills, man. So they're back on their feet. You know, Malaki lands a good right. Uh, Ziam, you know, he, he's really utilizing his jab, you know, but it, it, it's a decent first round with, um, yeah, you know, Ziam landed, you know, he's able to get off a couple of takedowns before the fight, you know, the round finishes, second round, um, Malaki, he's come out, he's really pushing forward, you know, they're both landing well, but, Z, you know, Ziam just looks a little sharper. You know, he's getting the knee up the middle, head kick. Yeah, just putting his combinations together well, right? Now, Malaki, he's not out of the fight, for sure. Not out of the fight, for sure. You know, he's trying to clinch up, right? Um... But not quite working. The ZM, you know, he's got that knee. But Malaki does land a good overhand. Gets a couple of takedowns this round. So we're going into the third. And it, whew, you know, 
it could be one all. Ziam could be two up, right? All depending on the judges. Now, Ziam, he comes out and he's, again, utilizing that jab, right? Um, Malaki is trying for a takedown, but cannot get it. Ziam is, you know, really using his elbows well, right? Um, Malaki, he, um, yeah, he's still in the fight, right? And, you know, yeah, they're just going back and forth. But Ziam, he's, I think he's using more tools here. You know, he's using the elbows, the kicks, all of that, right? Malaki gets a takedown. He's into mount. But in a scramble, Ziam, he gets on top and just ends the fight with ground and pound. And, yeah, that's enough, right? That's enough. And it gets him the win. So, yeah, not bad. Good showing there, right? So, uh, we then jump to the middleweight division. We've got um, Park John Young against John Phillips. And, you know, they, they were showing that Chimave was, had gone to the dressing room and he was going over moves with Phillips, right? Because Chimave just ran through Phillips last uh, Fire Island. So, yeah, I think that, that was an interesting thing. But the, the problem with it, right, is if Phillips doesn't know that stuff right now, yeah, you know what I mean? It, it means it's, it doesn't matter, right? Because you're not going to absorb that information in the changing rooms. You know, it's a little too late. It's a little too late. So, hey, you know, it was interesting to to see how this fight might go down. Now, it's a little bit tentative, which you can understand, right? Um, now, Park, he, he just darts in, you know, lands a good, a really good takedown. And I think mean, that was a big thing. It's just like, yo, what, can Phillips stop the takedowns, right? But Park wasn't really known as a huge takedown expert. So you thought, oh, maybe Phillips should have a better time this fight. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Park, it wasn't even set up, but he gets that takedown. He's, and once he's got the takedown, He's not just laying and praying. He's looking for chokes, right? He, he's, you know, he took the back. He's landing hammer fists. Phillips just wasn't able to do anything, right? Wasn't able to do anything. He just looked lost on the ground. Just looked lost. And I think it would be easy to call that first round a 10A. So, second round, right? The clear thing here, Phillips does not want to get taken down. 
right? He lands a couple of kicks. But, boom, he's taken down with ease, right? With ease, which, yeah, not good, right? Not good. Now, Park, he um, gets on top again. He's landing strikes, a camophis, all of that, right? Phillips, again, he's just lost. You could hear his corner shouting out stuff to do. Phillips just can't do anything, yeah? Another 10-8 round, right? Another round that you could say that was just total dominance, right? So third round, Phillips... He needs a stoppage. His corner is telling him, you need to stop it. Right? So, uh, hey, fight starts. And Phillips, he is going headhunting. Right? He, he's trying to land that big shot. Right? And he, he gets a couple, you know, he lands a couple of good shots. Right? But, again... Park easily gets him down. And I think this is the the huge problem with this, right? Because, as I said, Park isn't a known takedown expert. And the ease in which he is getting Phillips down is shocking. Phillips just isn't fighting it, right? It's not like he is forcing Park to go on the second, third attempt. No, as soon as Park gets a hold of him, Phillips is down. And Phillips isn't seeing, right, the, the takedown attempts, which they're not crazily set up or anything like that, right? It's pretty obvious what is coming, and Phillips cannot see it and stop it. And that's very concerning, you know? But, yeah, Park... He's on top. He's controlling everything. He's getting off ground and pound. It's just, yeah, total dominance. And I'd look, and, you know, not trying to be bad, but with that amount of dominance, right, and he's hunting for submissions, he's landing strikes, you could have said every one of those rounds was 10-8 because... You know, Phillips, he had no ability to get up. No ability to change the situation. Couldn't even tie Park up. Right? So, I think, and especially with the relaxating of the rules. Yeah, all of those rounds. 10-8s. You know? And Phillips, he... He needs to do something. He, he needs to work. He needs to go away and just solely, solely, nothing else, work on that takedown defense. Work on the takedown defense. Work on standing up, nullifying someone. That's all he needs to do because, you know, it, it's just not good. And... If, if he was to get cut, I'd get it, right? But if he's able to get another fight, 
yeah, he, you know, he needs to show a lot better. He really does. Otherwise, you know, he's back on the regionals, man. Uh, so we then jump to the ladies flyweight division. And I was looking forward to this fight. We had Pollyanna Botatello against the raging Cajun Gillian Robertson. Cajun? Well, not really Cajun. She's Canadian. You know, the little savage. Right? And um, this was... Whoo! This was a good fight, people. This really was. Like, Robertson, she... Um, you know, straight away, you could see that she wanted to get this fight to the ground, right? And uh, Botticello, you know, she did a good job of uh, stopping that early takedown, right? She landed, like, a glancing elbow, right? Heavy leg kicks. That Robinson, she was pushing out that jab, you know, landing her own kicks, and just being mad tenacious, you know, just trying for that single leg, right? Trying for that single leg. Now, Bolotello was, as I said, look, she was defending it, but, you know, she, she's not able to do a whole lot, right? And Robinson just tenacious, just keeping, keeping on. And finally, Hits the takedown um, off a knee that Botticello was trying to land. And, um, yeah, she was doing some good work. And the, the one really impressive thing she was doing from top was just landing these vicious knees to the body. Right? She's hunting for position. And while she's doing it, she is just bringing that leg back and just crushing her knee into Botticelli's midsection. It was not nice. <laughs> it really wasn't nice. God damn it, Robinson. So, second round. And, um, yeah. You know? Ro like... Oh man, this this was going well, right? Um, Robinson came out, you know, body kicks, leg kicks. Uh, Botticello, she was trying with the leg kicks, but you know what I mean? Could not stop Robinson from getting another takedown, right? Gets another takedown, and you know she's looking for the choke. She's landing elbows, gets into side control, and then, oh my gosh, the way she just got into mount was so slick, and she is getting off ground and pound, she's just working Botticello, right, it, yo, it's so impressive, so impressive the jujitsu. Right, so, you know, we go into the third, and Robinson, she shoots early, right? Which I think, you know, we, uh, we're expecting. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, she doesn't get it, but she's hitting a jab, 
and then she lands a superb takedown, right, and it's just rinse and repeat, her groundwork is tremendous, her ability to get into mount, now, she does like a side control, you know, and she utilizes it real well, but she's also into, you know, the way she gets into mount, and then just landing ground and pound. She is just so goddamn impressive. It was a fantastic display. And she just wins every round. Right? Every round. Whew. Be real interesting to see what Robinson does next, man. Really was. But it leads us in to the main event of the prelims. And... You know, I was looking forward to this fight, right? There was this cat on online who uh, just wouldn't stop going on about this fight. And, ah, uh, the UFC isn't talking about it. Oh, my God. Bah, 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 bah. So it was just like, okay, how's this going to be? How's it all going to go down? So it's um, Goran Katsalides against Matthias Garot, uh, two new European lightweights making their debut, and people, god damn, this fight was, whew, it was fast paced, it was action, it was fun as hell, it really was, you know, Katsalidis, he was, oh man, going for the body big time, Really, just vicious body kicks. Like, Gamma was pushing forward, um, but Catalides was just relentless with the kicks, right? Um, now, Gamont got a takedown, right? He gets a takedown, but I think one big thing with this fight was it just really shows the fact that if you're not doing anything with those takedowns, you know, you can't expect to win a fight, right? There's Gamont, throughout this fight, he did get, I don't know, two or three takedowns, right? But he's not able to really, you know, do a whole lot with those takedowns. He's not landing back, like, vicious ground a pound or anything like that. And I think that's the big thing, right? Because on the feet, and especially those first two rounds, Catalides, he's just landing these huge shots, you know, and, and, and it's the pressure he's bringing. You know, he's able to nullify a lot of what Gamont's doing. But, hey, that's not to say Gamont isn't putting up a good fight because people, he really is. You know what I mean? He is putting up a, a real good fight. But you just kind of felt that the output and everything from Catalides is giving him the edge here, right? It's giving him the edge. So we're going into the third round and oh, it is close. It is close, but I kind of felt Catalides is up. Now, Gamont, he, he shoots, 
But Cactus Leaders is able to reverse. Able to reverse. Right? And, um, yeah. Lands a, a, a real good kick on the break. Now, it, it, it's, that's what it's like, man. You know, Gamont, he's, you know, pushing out the jab well. He, as I said, look, he gets a takedown, right? Gets a takedown, but can't do anything with it. So they're back up, they're on the fence, and Catalidas is able to break away and land, you know? Gamon, he shoots, Catalidas stuffs it. They're just both going for it. Now, Gamon lands a takedown the very end of the fight so when the judges announce the winner right so it's a it's a split decision and Katsalides gets it and listen I you know I give it up to Katsalides because when he's talking to uh Daniel Cormier you know he's saying that ah uh, he's it wasn't his best performance, and he thought Gamont won it because Gamont got all the, you know, got several takedowns and everything like that. But, but, here's the thing. He did get those takedowns. He wasn't doing anything with those takedowns. So I do believe that Katsalides won that fight. Hey. It, it still doesn't mean that these two, oh shit, you are looking forward to seeing these two fight, right? And Gamont, he lost, but he showed a lot of skills, a lot of talent. So you can see why he, he was so highly regarded on the European scene. So I'm looking forward to seeing what both of these dudes can do going forward. And I think what it will show, though, what it will show, Gamont, once you get someone down, do shit with that, right? You, you can't just lay on them. You know, you've got to either hunt for that good position land and, and land damage, right? Land shots. But, hey, this was a great way to lead us into the main card, people, really was. Okay, so the main card started with a uh, featherweight fight between Jonathan Martinez and Thomas Almeida. Now, this was a, it was a good fight, right? I thought maybe Almeida would be able to get it done, but... Martinez just showed tremendous footwork, tremendous footwork, he put together long combinations, and he was able to um, outwork Almeida, and that's what it came down to, you know I mean, Almeida was putting the pressure on, but he just, uh, he just wasn't able to land, right, and I, it didn't seem that he could up it another gear, right? Because um, um, Martinez was hitting leg kicks, body shots, you know, really just throwing Almeida rough 
and just utilizing his jab to, you know what I mean, keep Almeida at bay. Then throw in the long combinations. You know what I mean? That was a trick. And Almeida, although he's, you know, pushing forward, he was trying to put the pressure on. You know, he's winging shots, right? And I think Martinez could see everything that was coming at him, you know? And I think when it got to a point and Almeida is down, right? He lost the first round. And then you're in the second round, you know, he's he's halfway through and he's still doing the same thing. He's not able to change. And, uh, yeah, that got Martinez a really good win on the record, man. So, uh, yeah, hats off to Martinez. We then jumped to the welterweight division. And we had uh, James Krause stepping in on uh, late notice, right? Um, because Muslim Salahov had to withdraw. So, yeah, we had Kraus against uh, Claudio Silva, who, uh, you know what I mean, a tough opponent. Hadn't lost in UFC. And with this fight, Kraus, man, you know what I mean? He just showed real good composure, real good composure, real good movement. And where uh, Silva was winging the shots, Kraus, tight defense and countering down the middle, you know, he stuffed basically all of Silva's takedown attempts. I mean, Silva got a, a quick takedown in the first, but... Yeah, Kraus was able to get up pretty much straight away. And, you know what I mean? He was just utilizing great movement, you know, to, and good head movement to avoid the shots, which was even more impressive. And I think it was at the end of the first round, you heard Kraus say to the corners, my knee is fucked, right? I think he was like, oh, my knee is shredded. You know, we saw him take an inside leg kick. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the shot that, I think, messed up Krause's knee. Right? So, um, even with that, he was able to move around. He also able to keep a really good poker face. It was odd, though, because there were, you know what I mean? Silver would hit the leg kick a few times. And every time he landed it, you you could see he was buckling Kraus, right? I think Kraus, he he kind of touched down a couple of times from the leg kick, but Silver didn't press it, right? You'd think, oh shit, he can see there's an issue with the leg, and you'd think he would then go after it. He didn't though, right? Which was something that you thought, oh interesting, you know, right? I thought he was gonna really, really go for that, but he did not, so, uh, yeah, it allowed Kraus to keep with his game plan, and, um, yeah, get a really good unanimous decision win, you know, so, uh, yeah, mad props to, uh, Kraus, 
But I think the big thing is now, how long is he going to be out with the knee injury? You know? So, uh, yeah, we will, we will have to see people. So our next fight was a light heavyweight clash between Modesta Bukalkis and Jimmy Crew. Now, I'd pick Bukalkis, right? I thought he looked real good in the first fight. And I kind of thought that Crew at times, he's mad impressive, right? But he will allow someone, you know, a bit of time on him. You know, sometimes it'll, it'll go to the ground and Crew will, I think he's confident in his ground game. So he'll allow someone to be on top for a, for a bit too long, right? You think, oh, probably not great. And I thought, oh, if we get into those positions, Bukalkis will land some great ground up pound and he could end it. Now, when you see these two together, oh shit, Crew is freaking huge. He looked so much bigger than Bukalkis. So, uh, yeah, if I'd seen them together, I would not have picked it that way. It's crazy. Um, and it started, right? So, Bukalkis, he landed a good leg kick. But Crew, goddamn, he is like a good one-two, right? Right leg kick. He looked super solid. So Bukalkis throws a kick and Crew lands a huge right, right? He then hits a right uppercut, staggers Bukalkis back. Crew follows it up with a left that puts Bukalkis down. Um, and then he lands a big right. Man, and the ref, he just has to jump in and call that. Right, because woo, oh, it was brutal. But I have to say, mad props to Jimmy Crew. Jimmy Crew is a gent, right? So didn't run around like you know, scream anything. Sat right down next to Bukalkis, put his arm around him, just made sure he was cool. And I just thought, you know what, that that is super nice. You know what I mean? super nice, then he was just like, you know what I mean, he jumped over the fence, went, talked to Dana, yeah, Jimmy Crew, hats off to that son of a bitch, right, because, yeah, I like Jimmy Crew, man, so that brings us to our co-main event of the evening, people, it's a ladies' flyweight clash, so we had Caitlin Kagajian, against Jessica Andrade, who's moving, yeah, moving up, right, so she started at Bantamweight, went down to Strawweight, and now she's at Flyweight, which is insane, right, so, uh, you know, I think this fight, you kind of looked at it, and you just thought, if Kagejian can keep it at distance, she she will probably win this fight, but you know that Andrade is a motherfucking tank, and will try and bully her way in, and just do her thing, right, so this fight starts, and 
you can see straight away that's Andrade's plan get inside you know get the clinch um and she gets a cape down right um but Kagajian, you know what I mean she's throwing up those legs throwing up the legs looking for a triangle and she trains with John Danner right so you know that she is not a slouch so it's a situation that you think oh this could be troubling right and um Andrade she was yeah able to escape right let's Kagadian up and um yeah they go back at it so Andrade puts Kagadian down with a, a leg kick right they you know Kagadian gets back up they're clinching and um Kagadian she's landing some good knees to the body you know she's getting that clinch piece of the body hits an elbow a nice knee up the middle again before she uh, slips out and you're like ooh, you know what I mean? this is an interesting fight it's a real interesting fight so Andrade comes with a flurry gets a huge takedown right picks up Kagajian and slams her down and you're like oh fuck okay <laughs> Andrade has still got that power baby so uh yeah Andrade, you know, she's landing to the body. Uh, she, you know what I mean? She's just looking really impressive. So they get back up, right? They're back up and um, they're by the fence. And you just see Andrade hit a body shot. Hit a body shot. And Kagajian just screams, right? You, and you want to think, First of all, you're just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? What just happened? You know what I mean? And like you think, oh, was it a groin shot? And you're like, oh, yeah, no. That's not, it's a different thing for girls. I mean, listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying it don't hurt, but it's a different thing. You know what I mean? And um, no, Kiyajian just grabs her side and you see her just step back and then she kind of turns around and you're just like, oh no, right? Oh no, like that is not the reaction you wanna give your opponent, right? You do not wanna show them that you are seriously hurt because they are going to brutalize that area now. So yeah, she's hurt, she steps back. Now Andrade, she comes straight in. You know what I mean? She ain't playing. So uh, yeah, and this is a crazy thing. Like, as Kagajin is moving back towards the other fence and Andrade, she runs and she jumps and you, you know what I mean, like a jumping knee. And you just think, yeah, that could be, like we've seen people do things like that and get her. I think like Oloski did it to Fedor. You know what I mean? It's just a move that can fuck people up. But she gets inside, right? Kayajin is just still hurt, man. And Andrade, she just, you know, she hits to the body again, you know, puts Kagajian down. 
and yeah then she drops another couple of shots and the ref just jumps in ref jumps in man kajajian was just fucked so i don't know it could have been a liver shot right because you get hit in the liver and fuck that can just turn you off for a few seconds you know what i mean or it's just yeah just a heavy fucking shot from a tank but yo huge win for andrage man huge win for andrage super impressive so uh perfect way to lead us to the main event so we got brian ortega against chang song young going the uh korean zombie sorry young chang song because yeah you say the other way around you know what I mean? and this fight has been brewing for a long ass time there seemed beef between the two and the big question was we haven't seen ortega for two years so what type of ortega are we gonna see now everyone kept on talking about he's because he's got a new team he's been working on new things but we hear that all the time the thing is does it translate and a lot of times it doesn't do you know what i mean it just doesn't so that was the big thing leading in now people god damn god damn we just saw a basically i don't know what the fuck that was because that was not the brian ortega that we saw against uh holloway this was a redefined a reformed a re-engineered brian ortega you know what i mean they you know, they call him t-city it's like he just got souped up by elon musk because he's running on something else right now he just his striking was phenomenal right you kind of i just thought that um you know what I mean zombie striking was gonna be you know the the thing that would stand out and ortega was gonna be you know what I mean ground the ground was gonna be his thing but no ortega's striking was just spot on you know he outboxed zombie right he he was just showing crisp work it it was just a a domination right like i i think that the problem was zombie was expecting the old ortega right that's what he was expecting so this new ortega he had no plan for it and we didn't see or um zombie change that was the issue we you know i mean he stayed at basically the same pace and he didn't have a plan b c d he didn't have another plan so ortega was able just to dominate the fight you know with his hands and look so crisp so crisp, like he'd been boxing forever that's what it looked like you know and when like there was a, a few times when he got 
you know, zombie down, and he just came with the brutal ground and pound. Oh man, it was it was such an incredible performance from Ortega that you know the, the division. Who they took note, right? They took note. So it, you know, what I mean, this was a one number one contender fight. So it's gonna be Ortega against Volkanovski next, right? Which hey, that's an interesting fight, and especially now, especially now, because yo, those hands, you think that that crisp boxing, that could beat Volkanovski. Right, because he'll have the reach, so he's got that, and then the jujitsu on top. Fuck, you know, what I mean, Ortega has turned himself into a dangerous motherfucker, and I cannot wait to see what the fuck happens. But yeah, those were the fights, people. Now, our bonuses. I think it was pretty easy with the bonuses. So, um, you know, Jimmy Crute gets one, obviously. Jessica Andrade gets one, obviously. You know what I mean? They finished their fights with a plum. And then uh, Matas Gomo and Gorham Katsalides get fight of the night. And yeah. You cannot argue with that. That was a phenomenal fight. So, um, yeah, there we have it, people. UFC on ESPN Plus 38. Yo, this was an awesome card. We had stoppages. We had, you know what I mean, just great performances. We had dominant performances. Yo, this was a fun one, man. This was a fun one. And a great lead-in to UFC 254 next week. So, uh, yeah. Looking forward to that one, people. But that's, that's that. Okay, people. So, before we bounce, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of MMA. Now, I can't remember if I mentioned this on Friday, but Mason Jones, <laughs> you know what I mean? He has been killing it in Cage Warriors. He, um, you know what I mean? He won a title in the recent trilogy events. Well, he has just signed a four-fight contract to step up to the UFC, which is, yo, that's pretty big, pretty impressive, I think, yo, from the name, you probably might have guessed it, but yes, Jones, he's a, he's a Welsh representative, and yeah, as I mentioned, he, you know what I mean, he won a belt at uh, the Trilogy, but that's not all. He's actually Cage Warriors lightweight 
and welterweight champion. Won both titles with first round knockouts, which is a impressive as hell. No word on um, which division he's going to be competing in, but uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he gets done. You know what I mean? Now, let us take a look at the fight situation. So, um, if we go to October the 31st, which is the card headlined by Anderson Silva against Uriah Hall. Word is it might be uh, Silva's last fight, but who knows, because he's got two fights left on the contract. But unfortunately, Wellington Truman has had to pull out of his fight with Sean Strickland. No problem though, because Jack Marshman, he is stepping in to fill the void. So he's still got a good fight. Also on the card, Christoph Jotto, he's had to pull out of his fight against Mahmoud Mofavev. But Kevin Holland is stepping in. Now, I'm a bit surprised because I thought um, Holland had wanted to take a little bit more time out. But it's always fun to see Big Mouth, uh, you know what I mean, put it down. So, looking forward to that. Now, if we jump to um, UFC 256, which I believe is the 12th of December. Hey, Tisha Torres is locking horns with Angela Hill again. And I feel this is going to be a different fight because Hill... Yo, she has been on fire of late, and you can see the evolution in her game, right? Now, on the following week, on the 19th of December, Tafron uh, McWalkie will be fighting Jamie Pickett. Then, if we jump to uh, January... UFC 257, which is the 23rd, Jessica I is getting on with Joanna Calderwood, which, yo, that's going to be a fun freaking fight, people. And then on the 6th of February, Molly McCain is fighting Laura Procopio. So, um, hey, another good fight. But, people, that is us. But we will be back, you know what I mean? We will be back on Wednesday to uh, break down UFC 254. So, uh, yeah, see you then, people. Peace.